0: Connect Red are a Midlands-based telecommunications company with branches in Cannock, Derby and Burton-on-Trent, in partnership with Vodafone UK. Our shops are currently closed due to the pandemic, but we are here to help in any way we possibly can. Get in touch with us for any of your tech and communication needs, consumer or business And we can tailor individual packages and cater for multi-bundle deals too. Visit us at connectred.co.uk, that's C-O-N-N-E-K-T-R-E-D, and drop us a message. Hello and welcome. To the Talk Derby to podcast and Blade Fellows. Thank you as ever to, to our sponsors, Connect Red and Elite Football Development. I'm also going to give a shout out to uh, Fletcher's Driveways this week who have come around and, and sorted me out. You know, we've just had a brand new drive, it's absolutely class. So, massive Derby fans, local to um, the Derby area, and they've done an absolutely brilliant job. So, I thought I'd give them a shout out because they've done incredible. So, nice one to them, absolutely top lads. We've got Jamie Ward today. I love Wardy. I absolutely love Wardy. He's so funny. He came on last May or June time and really popular, did an hour or so of us talking about his Derby career, so he's come back on and this time he's he's purely answering the questions that you sent in, so you've sent me loads of questions, sorry if I didn't get to yours, I tried to get through as many as I can while still trying to make it make sense in a conversational way if that makes sense, I throw some of my own in but we have a right laugh, so here he is, here's Wardy, former Derby striker Jamie Ward. Wardy, welcome back on to to talk over to me. Second appearance. How
1: are, you, how are you going? I'm okay, mate. Uh, well, thank you for having me back on. First and foremost, so it's uh like I think it was like last time. It's a bit of a strange time in the world, but luckily, fortunate enough to to be out working and stuff, and so it's pretty normal to me. Uh, not so normal for the wife, but oh well. It, <laughs> uh, it could be worse, couldn't it? It could be a lot worse. That's what I always say when
0: I'm like moaning. It could be it could. Be in hospital or have loved ones oh you know what i mean it's it's not
1: forever is it so we've just got to put up with it haven't we yeah it's a matter of time now hopefully uh it looks like there's a bit of light at the end of the tunnel and we'll be out of it soon
0: since um since we spoke to you been at, at sully hall Mores, i looked out for your result the other night because i knew you were coming on and obviously was going to talk about it i don't think i'm a, a, a lucky chance so i think i looked after about half an hour and you were four down but how's it how's it been going there
1: yeah, it's not been too bad. Uh, just just a couple of stop-start stop bits. First game of the season didn't help. I'd, I'd not had no uh, preseason matches, and I was chucked straight in at the deep end. So uh, unfortunately, the body let me down, and it's just one of them things. Yeah, you know, I've learned to deal with that over the years. And then the got fit team was doing well, and and then uh, obviously couldn't really get in. Was just doing bit parts and stuff. So, but. No, I'm like I say, I'm I'm happy to be, uh, I'm I'm delighted to have a job. At the end of the day, uh, in the current circumstances, there's a lot of people without work, and I'm one of the fortunate ones to to still have a job.
0: How does it differ on a on a kind of day
1: to day basis? From is it still? Are you still full time? Yeah, full time. Yeah. Uh it's it's no different uh, for for that level. We've got great facilities as well, so uh, there's no excuses. It's not a case of oh. We're turning up, we're getting changed in, dog and duck toilets and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's brilliant. The facilities that we've got, the uh, the two owners that we've got are uh, fantastic and they don't want to leave any excuses for us.
0: I've asked for questions. Yeah, I've had loads, actually. I'm not going to be able to get through all. but I asked for questions for you like, from Derby fans. <laughs> Some of them are class, but there's, there's so many of them. So I'm just going to go through them if that's all right, mate. Yeah, no problem. Um, what's your best Nigel Clough story?
1: Uh I've got a couple, really, but I don't think they should really be aired. That's that's the thing. Uh I think obviously what happens in the changing room, yeah, of course, uh, sh- should stay in there. So no, I, th- I wouldn't. I wouldn't like to talk about something like that because it's it's things that people probably think wouldn't go on. And to be fair, it wasn't as as much Nigel. It was his backroom staff that had the meltdown so uh, it was literally in the first I'd been there less than a month and I genuinely couldn't believe what I was seeing so ah forget it I'm going to tell you (laughs) so (laughs) it's uh, it's brilliant it's one the the lads always go back to like who was there at the time it's always a story that comes out so anyhow it was Middlesbrough away Uh, we went 1-0 up I I think I scored a penalty we went 1-0 up I come off at half-time and then we got beat. I think we got beat 2-1 at the end of the game. Obviously, there was a bit of pressure on Nigel and stuff like that and his backroom staff could feel it. And Well, I think everyone around the club could. So, anyhow, we're there. We're in the changing room and his backroom staff just start melting and going mental. And Dean Leacock, who travelled as I think he was 19th man. He hadn't even been on the pitch. He got the brunt of it. And it was just a case of like, it was one of them. You had to be there. You had to be in the changing room at the time. And then after you, you'd realise how comical it was looking back. But Crosby has, has turned around to him. And you! He's like, and Dino's was like, what on earth are you on about? You with your... Am I allowed to swear? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and you with your fucking scarf! Like, Crosby! What on earth are you on about? I've not even played tonight. Exactly. You've done fuck on all season for us. And like the lads are like, wow. So, obviously, it's getting a bit heated now. Dino's starting to go for him. And a, a bit more happened and stuff like that. So, yeah, that that was one that we always look back on on, on like a little meltdown and... I think it happens uh, in, in football. I, th- I think now you're going to see my little one with we- another tie. But... <laughs> <laughs> do you want to show everyone your tie? Yeah. yeah, come here then. Show everyone your tie. Hello, Say what's hello. that?
0: Hello, I got this cool toy. You got the cool oh, toy yeah. for the
1: bath, isn't it? That's how we get you in the bath.
0: You look like you've just yeah, been in the bath for your hair, hair dude. Yeah, as he's just got out. <laughs> so to get this and they're the cool
1: dinosaurs. You've got cool dinosaurs as well, haven't you? Right, go and get mommy. Go and get mommy because daddy's <laughs> on the phone. Yeah, he's he really kn- taller than you. <laughs> oh, you're not running that hard, though, is it? Hey, you only have to be three foot to be taller than me. Uh Yeah, so mm. it, it was just one of them mad, mad surreal moments where you you're sitting there and you're thinking, "Oh, what have I signed for?" That that was my my initial thoughts. So, oh, what have I done here? <laughs> but uh, obviously, in the end, it all worked out and. uh it was well. It was a happy, successful part of my career. In in the end,
0: I've heard some brilliant. We had Dino on Dean Leacock, and he. I don't, yeah, I got the impression he wasn't the biggest fan. But I've heard some brilliant stories of like him not strolling around the the uh, the ground with like a cricket ball and and stuff like that, and throwing it. And yeah, he's,
1: he's there's some mad Nigel club stories out there. Yeah, he, well, he would he'd bring a cricket ball, baseball, tennis ball, and wherever you are, he's throwing it at you. So. Uh come on, you go back to mommy. One moment. Sorry, okay. think... He's got his baby sh- he's playing baby shark Is
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> Bodie shut the door please? Yeah, so Bless uh, him. Yeah, look, listen, I haven't got a bad word to say about Nigel. I think he was fantastic and I think yeah. uh, a lot of the derby fans actually see the bigger picture and, and uh, yeah. how good his work actually was. Whether it be financially and bringing budgets down and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed working under him, uh, Garner, Crosby, people like that. So it, it was entertaining at times.
0: Who is the the best manager you ever played
1: for? It doesn't have to be at Derby or anything like the best gaffe you ever played for? Uh, see, it depend, really it depends because different things like I love Nigel for the way he got the lads together. He, team chemistry and bonding and all that side of it uh, he was fantastic at that uh, you get to the training pitch you've got Steve mclaren he he was uh, he's another level and uh, I've, I've said it plenty of times I think you, you can you can see why he managed England because he was his his ideas on the training pitch and how it all fell into place at Derby especially. Uh he was unbelievable so and then you've got Neil Warnock who's, who's a motivator and, and stuff like that so Neil Warnock just knew what to say and how to say it to you so he knew his different characters and knew knew whether to go for you and give you a roasting or come on son arm round the shoulder come on you you're better than this and so yeah he he was he was unbelievable when it comes to man management and and to be fair uh, like Jimmy Shan who we've just had at Soliel Moores unfortunately he was sacked yesterday he he was great on the training pitch as well so uh, he he will go on and do bigger things in the game I, I think If you go into coaching and management what, what star do you think you'd be? Uh, I think you need to know your characters don't you? Yeah I think that's the most important thing if you know your characters I think you need to know which ones you can nail and yeah. won't go in the shell. And you need to know the ones that you need to put your arm around. Because, obviously, in life, in any line of work, you, you have different characters and you you need to see what works for them and what works for others. Yeah. Um, did you play for Roy McFarland at Chesterfield? I did, yeah. He signed cool. me at Chesterfield. What was he like as a gaffer? Uh, really enjoyed Roy, obviously. Yeah. Uh, met him again once I come down to Derby. Uh, and, and stuff like that. So, Ry was, was really good. Unfortunately, I, I didn't spend that much time with him. I, I think I played three games, sc- scored my first goal for the club, and done my hamstrings. That was the first ever hamstring, the start of hamstring life. So, uh, yeah, Ry was brilliant, brilliant with me. And uh, it, I couldn't have probably asked for a better person at that time. But unfortunately, by the time I'd got back from that injury, he'd, he'd been sacked.
0: Yeah, uh, I think Booker gave you a little bit about your hamstrings of the other week, So I think you set me up a little bit, and then he'd come back at you. with a... <laughs> <laughs> Me set you up? No, that's not me. Hey, that's a winger's
1: job, isn't it? It's a winger's job, mate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a good point. Do you know, when I said it, I was looking at him. I couldn't really tell his reaction, because he had like dial-up internet, so it was all yeah. pixelated. But I said it, and he kind of stopped, and I thought, oh, shit, well, he already set me up here. <laughs> And I went, you don't have to talk about it, you don't have to talk about it. He went, no, no, I'll tell you. It's brilliant. The banana yeah. boat story.
1: To be to be fair, it's that's that's part of doing things like this though, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah. it's uh I I could have told you other things to ask him, but we'll <laughs> keep them under the carpet, mate. He um he said to
0: Bryce, he said something like, Oh, he, Bryce said something to me uh and Oh, Bryce told me to say to him, why did you dress like you're in Emmerdale every day? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he,
1: honestly, he did. He, he was like a proper farmer, proper old school farmer. But then he would used to bring in this, this like hold all bag. Like, it, sometimes it'd be a plastic bag. And the lads used to call him the plumber when he brought in this little black, <laughs> plain black bag. Lads used to call him the plumber. What tools you got in there today, Bucco? So, yeah, he's... but Bucco. brilliant, absolute, unbelievable character. Uh so he, he was great for the changing room and he come on leaps and bounds when Steve McLaren come in, didn't he, when his back was against the wall.
0: Yeah, big time.
1: Uh, what was your funniest memory from your time at Derby? Uh, funniest? Uh, <laughs> I think, like, for instance, we, we found out the pro zone guy was, was leaving us. So, yeah. uh, we'd done him a couple of times to be fair, but so b- before that, just because he was a bit chirpy and he, he enjoyed his own vice at times, <laughs> lads got him, threw him straight in the ice bath. So like the ice bath is nearly as big as me, believe it or not. And the lads have lifted him, dunked him, uh, all in his gear. We got his phone and keys out of his pocket and stuff before mm-hmm. that, but dunked him in. But then when we found out he was leaving, he was going to Brighton as head of recruitment. So me and Johnny Russell, as we do, we uh, we go and get his car keys. So we we're there. We get his car, take it round the back of the Astro, uh, yeah, round the back of the building, into the indoor Astro turf. Put it in between two goals. Throw loads of crap on it, like get the bins, all the bin bags, crap on it, crap in it, anything you could find to wipe over his car or or anything. Then he comes to us half hour later. He was he was leaving. Comes to us, he's like, "Where's my car?" He's <laughs> <laughs> like, "What are you on about, mate?" He's like, "Where's my car?" There's only you that could have done it. I'm like, "Come on, you know me. Like, I'll have banter, but I'm I'm not going to move your car or mess with clothes or anything like that." He looked at Johnny. He's like, "One of you to have done it. I know you have." Like. <laughs> We just sat there for about an hour. We had him. like, And we said, oh, t- to be honest, like, we hold our hands up. We have done it, yeah. We've put it at the shops about a mile away. <laughs> Start Teffing and Jeffin, and obviously giving us a bit of verbals. And we was like, well, we're not going to tell you what shops then. You want to carry on being being gobby, we'll we'll just leave it like that. You've not got a tracker on your car. Because so. obviously you'd have found it by now if you had. And then a couple of hours later, we just said, oh, it's in the... uh it's in the indoor arena so he was like he, he couldn't believe what he'd seen like car was absolutely ditched i think to be honest if we'd have got away with it we'd have probably smashed it up if we could have but <laughs> it was a club car so we, we we couldn't have got away with it but if it was just his, we'd have smashed it up just for a bit of banter <laughs> <laughs> oh that's
0: amazing Oh, brilliant! I've heard stories before, like getting to people's keys and like filling it up with like water balloons and, yeah, and shit
1: yeah. like that. And that's class. Do you still do like? Do you still have initiations and, and stuff like that? Where yeah, uh, I think that's that's natural now in the game. I think, uh, well, for the older generation, it's natural to to obviously have the initiation songs and stuff like that. I hate it. I can't stand it. What do you do? Uh, wow, well, I try and sing, but you know what? The last couple of times, I've refused and just paid the fine because I like I look a cock enough on a saturday night or a saturday afternoon playing football I I'm, I don't want to look a cock on a friday night and stood on a chair in front of a hotel singing like a knob so <laughs> it's uh yeah I just, I, I just took the fine at the last the last couple of clubs I've been at what's the, what's the best one you've seen someone else do uh you know what I couldn't tell you Genuinely, no. I couldn't tell. Lee Grant was good, actually. he done it on a, a boat. Lee Grant's good at everything. He's one of them. He's up, like, steady at everything. Table tennis. He's probably steady at golf. I've never played golf with him, but knowing him, he'll, he'll probably play at 10 Handicap or something like that. Uh, great voice as well on the boat as we, we was pre-season, going across on the boat somewhere uh, in Exeter, bouting it out on the microphone, on the speakers. And, like, people are on the beach clapping him. <laughs> no way. Yeah. So it's like he's 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 one of them all all uh all sports he's 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 good at, he's steady away, so I was watching Man United the other day and he had the board up. Yeah. Well he well, he must have been fast tracked to be an official as well now, hadn't he? Who yeah. can believe for his like Yeah. I'd tell you, what, I'd do that to be at Man United as well. <laughs> I know. it's good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but oh, no. Actually, like actually saying that, you see, uh, seeing that, and then a few days later, obviously you read up that uh, Man U are looking to offer him like a player coach contract. So he uh, gra- would be great as a, a goalkeeper coach or even an, an outfield coach. So he's a, he's he's one. Obviously, any club would it would be lucky to have him.
0: While we're on uh, banter and and stuff out like and pranks, who's the funniest player you've ever played? You've played with the funniest,
1: <clears throat> just in terms of like laughs and giggles. Yeah, and just stuff.
0: who gets the most? Yeah, just someone who's like always bats Do you know what I mean? Someone who's like the proper
1: yeah. character. Uh, Johnny was a character. Johnny Russell was a character. But when I was at Chef United, uh, we had Glenn Little. Yes. Yeah. Like literally, he'd have you all in stitches. <laughs> it, it like, but eventually he'd be repeating his stories, like weeks and weeks later. But he'd still have you in stitches. <laughs> so he, he he was good. Uh, James Harper as well. He was he was quite quite funny from from Sheffield United. To be fair, there weren't there weren't many. There was probably quite a lot of serious characters at Derby, mm. rather than uh obviously you you had your few jokers who would mess about and have a laugh. But it was quite serious. Thinking back,
0: yeah, it sounds it. Yeah, just putting yeah. the uh, Prozone's blue car in the indoor astro.
1: <laughs> sounds like yeah, because he was chirpy though. But that was the odd occasion things had happened.
0: You think you'd learn if you learn if you work in football, you and you stick your neck on the line and you're giving
1: them a bit, you're going to get some, aren't you? Oh, all the time. Whatever you're working, like whether it be the club secretary, uh, your physios, your Prozone, your kitchen staff, like everyone you, you need to connect with everyone it needs to be a happy place doesn't it so I think when you involve people like that in it it makes it one big family You got any superstitions? No uh, it's not really a superstition but I have a picture of uh, my kids and the wife on my shin pads so I just kiss them and I hope to protect my shins uh, <laughs> uh, before I go out to a game so let them get kicked to crap instead of me <laughs> So, have you, have you seen any strange ones that people have had? Uh, no, I've, I'd say some people, like, for instance, put left sock on first, then right sock, left mm. boot, right boot. So nothing, nothing too crazy. It's not, I think we had um, Manga at Cardiff. He'd always go and pray before the game, which is not a superstition. That that may be something to do with religion more than anything.
0: Yeah.
1: So, yeah, nothing, nothing crazy. Favourite goal you scored for Derby? Uh, obviously, for the occasion, uh, I think the obvious is, is the Forest one uh, to get us back in the game at 10 men. But then the, the other one, another one against Forest at Pride Park to make it course, 1-1, yeah. uh, to, just to make sure we didn't lose and stuff like that. So, What else have it? I liked the one, my left-footed one against Charlton, top corner. Yeah. Uh, and then the one against Crystal Palace went not long after I'd first giant, so, I can I can always remember hearing the staff in the dugout, what are you doing? Yeah! <laughs> so, it was, uh, but, Nigel was always one of them, like, long range shooting, don't waste your time. Really? You hit the crowd nine times out of ten, so, 20, 25 yards out, that's your range. You shoot yeah. from within that, so, uh, to take one from about thirty-five, forty yards was probably a little bit lucky. Yeah. in the far corner, so I just think it took Speroni uh, by surprise that I hit a rocket. Yeah, so it's uh, it, yeah. right into the corner. So yeah, that that was good. What else? Have uh I... that's probably about it. Really, hmm.
0: what's your favourite game? It must be the forest. One of the forest games, or someone said, what's your what was
1: your favourite game? For my, fav- my favourite game would probably have been a second leg against Brighton. Yeah. What a so, game. Uh, that feeling that day was unbelievable. Uh, obviously, to to go on and win the way we did and in style, the lads performed, the lads were brilliant and uh, just a shame we couldn't have saved one of them goals for the final.
0: Yeah. No, I don't. Still too soon.
1: <laughs> it's still... That team should have gone up, shouldn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, you look back and you look back at the game, yeah, but at the end of the day, it didn't happen and I think you look back and you go, well, if if we hadn't had played alright and and done all done alright, we'd have probably thought, oh, what on earth happened to us? But we've performed well enough to, to go and win the game. We just didn't score. So, I think if we scored, you go on and get two or three. But unfortunately, just, just wasn't meant to be, was it? No. No, I'm over it. Um, what's your Are thoughts you on sure? V- Are <laughs> no. You sure you're over it?
0: <laughs> I had my last counselling <laughs> session the other day. I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, this could be an interesting one. What's your thoughts on VAR?
1: Crap. Yeah. It's pathetic. It's just ruining the game. You, all it's doing is like putting more jobs out there for people. For officials, it's it's a load of crap. Get rid of it. You're looking at like some of the offside goals where the like it's it's like that. There's my camera. Like that, pathetic. We play football to see goals, yeah. Score goals. Fans watch football to see goals and celebrate goals. That's the whole idea of the game. So, why not give the strikers the benefit of the doubt? so it's for instance even like people pointing to where they want to run how did I draw the lines how did I do the lines yeah I, I can't Because I can't you could, get me around it sometimes you could put both lines on top of each other
0: yeah so it's, me, it's, it's like they're trying to prove that they're trying to prove it works by showing you that it's like they're just like do you know what I mean like trying to prove yeah. it's right like when it, there's nothing in it load of crap get rid of it yeah. get rid do of you, it that's all so you, I think like, so the offside rule was brought in to stop people goal-hanging. Yeah. So so the handball was brought in to stop people catching the ball and running with it. Do you know what I mean? So if, you're, yeah. if you've got your hands there and it hits your hand, but you've not, do you know what I mean? I, I just, it's not like rugby and tennis and cricket where they can go to like the third umpire or the, the video ref and it's like either you're either out or you're in. Like, you're really yeah. so subjective. You can never do it, I don't think, anyway, and make it work.
1: No, and but they even send the refs to the monitor so hmm. surely the refs the refs obviously getting a second chance yeah so for instance let's look at the Foden incident last night hmm. uh McCarthy took him out it's a stonewall penalty hmm. how has he not got a penalty how have VAR not gone back and said that's a penalty so that's VAR for you that sums VAR up yeah like thank god we haven't got it in the national league <laughs> I was, well, was going to say, um, could you would you be able to cope with it? Would it do your head in? Well, you can't celebrate a goal, can you? That's the thing.
0: That's the, that's my argument. I've said it on a podcast before. Imagine when the fans are back and Derby's got when the eventually get VAR and it go, ball goes in, and then we all stand around for a bit while I go VAR check possible offside, yeah. and then then it's like
1: moment's gone. Hey. If, well, the fans are going to be like that. Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah, it's crap oh get rid of it it's just killing the game there's going to be no more like last minute winner jumping the crowd with your shirt off and all that is it because no. then if they pull it back well <laughs> the thing is we're humans we all make mistakes yeah if you make a mistake without VAR for instance you can deal with it everyone can deal with it but they are still making mistakes with VAR yeah so the thing, yeah. if there wasn't making mistakes and everything was spot on hunky dory carry on Go for it, but it's just uh no, it's certainly not for me.
0: What's the officiating like in the National League? <laughs> <laughs> oh I, I didn't I didn't know whether to ask that or not because I'm putting you on the spot. Should we leave that one? No,
1: no, that's you know what, right? Uh, we actually had the best referee I've had was we had a woman last Saturday called Rebecca Walsh yeah and she's, she's second behind Char Massey in female officials in the country i think it is uh, and she was the best you know what she spoke to you with respect like if she f- if the lad said to her you've you've i think you've got it wrong she she'd be like okay fair enough if i have i apologize blah 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 mm-hmm. we've just got to get on with it that's my decision so yeah i think we've had like the way some of the officials talk to you at, at this level is disgraceful. Really? So, oh, the, and they wonder, they wonder why we then go mm. back at them 10 times as hard because we can spread it out. We can spread it out between 10, 11 people mm. to start going at, at um, it doesn't have to be the same person over and over. So like I, I've been spoken to like a piece of muck on the bottom of your shoe but does it bother me? It doesn't bother me no but then we're being asked to respect officials but officials don't respect you Mm -hmm. so like yeah there's one we've had a couple of times and he's gave us absolutely nothing and it's not as if like the male refs don't want to talk to you like it's like go away like, like you're a fly buzzing around them, go away.
0: Yeah. So, I've had it even yeah. at local level when they go, like, go, yeah, get away, get out. But, but is it easier because, Joe, if you've got a female ref, it's, it's harder to run up into a female ref's
1: face and go, fucking hell, that's a fucking, do you know what I mean? No, because lads still done that. Really? Yeah. So, uh, s- some lads didn't take that into consideration. You know what football's like? It's, uh, yeah, of course, yeah. Heat at a moment stuff, isn't it? So, uh, and she's been involved in plenty of male football games as it is, so she'll be used to that. It's not as if that was her first ever game. Yeah, of course. And it's like, oh, wow, these are telling me to F off and mm-hmm. calling me, obviously, some some foul language can be said, can't it, from males in football. Uh, so, but, it, to be fair, even in the football league, you get refs like that that just say, go away, like, that don't want to talk to you. And I think, and that, that's what what I go keep going back to. We well in the football league, you have someone come into you every season and talk to you about officials. Yeah, respect them. Blah 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 blah. Well, okay, fine, but they've got to respect us as well and talk to us in a in a decent manner. Yeah. So, but it unfortunately it just doesn't happen. And I think I think that's a bit of a, a male thing. I think uh, when you see. It's like you want to be the alpha male don't you he's yeah. in control he, he wants to run the giant but i think some of them make it about the itself too much at times at, at most levels
0: yeah i've i heard i think it was on, on Lahore talking about mike dean on Talksport, just absolutely going in just saying the most arrogant man i've ever met like you can't even talk to him can't even approach him like he's yeah. a referee in premier league games and you can't even just question him can't do anything
1: it is just no. like get out of my face well, I really dislike Mike Dean myself because he sent me off in the play final for Sheffield United. So, Did uh, he? Yeah. It's was it? Like, the red? No. Not in my opinion. First one, like it was two handballs. I'd, I'd been on the pitch 11 minutes. Two handballs. First one, I've gone for an header and as I've jumped, my arm's been nudged but it, it didn't look like it had been nudged but Clark mm. Carlisle had nudged, nudged my arm and it's it, it hit the ball. So, fair enough. I, I can understand that one. But the second one, uh, Matt Kilgalland clipped a ball over from like left center half over their right center half, said, and I've lent to try and get it in there. And it's hit me there, it's hit me on my bicep. He oh, sent no. me off second yellow, sent me off. But again, so, it's
0: the headlines are about Mike Dean again. Yeah, hey,
1: listen, it's referees, it's all about referees.
0: Wow. What a subject? What
1: a subject to bring off? I thought you might be a bit passionate about that. No, to be fair, I the ones that talk to you and and want to like not try and do it right because I think they all try and do it right, but some of them just aren't good enough at it. Approach it the right way. Yeah. So yeah. if yeah, if they approach it the right way, they speak to you in the right manner, and uh, and do it like that, then you, you like say you don't mind them making mistakes and and things like that, but. I I always apologise to a ref at the end of the game, anyhow because mm. sometimes I can get carried away and uh, s- sorry about that. Obviously, mm. you know what football's like; it's nothing personal. Blah blah blah. And most of them say, "Yeah, no problem." Mm. But uh, wait till the next game. First chance they get, there booking you. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah. They don't forget. They don't forget yeah. nothing.
0: What's the what's the standard like in general in the national league? How does it differ to like? Uh, Football league is it is it a ma- massive step up or is it just is it similar? Because I've heard people say before there's not much in the National League and League Two. But now it's gone full yeah. time a lot of it.
1: I would say League Two and National League are not far off each other. Mm-hmm. I think uh, let's say National League to the Championship, it's it's another world. It's it's a million miles away. So I think it's more speed of thought. So and and obviously a bit of mentality. So uh the mentality is a lot different. The higher you go, the mentality is a lot different. I've I've had the privilege of playing with premiership players at international level. Yeah. And their mindset and like mentality, it's every single day. They do it every single day. It's not just oh, I feel like doing it today, I'm gonna have a go and it's every single day they're on it, you so and I think that's where some people fail because we, we've got a, f- a few talented lads at our place, but I just think that'll be, that that w- is the thing that stops them. Mm. So they could play league football, but it's just not. The they don't wanna do, it? they, yeah. yeah, they don't want to do it every day, and and to be fair, like it's it's each to their own, isn't it? it mm. Everyone's born with a different mentality. Whereas you get, for instance, the likes of Stephen Gleeson, who's had uh, a decent career. He's played for Republic of Ireland at international level a few times and stuff like that, and, and he's on it every single day. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean. Like, his his mentality to go bang, bang, bang every single day. And he he doesn't let no one off with it. If, if someone's pissing about, he, he nails them. But then I sometimes think, like, looking in... When when we're doing it, I sometimes think people think you're shouting at them mm. because you've played higher than them, not because you're trying to help them.
0: So they take it the wrong way, as you say. Oh, he's he's played the champ, we're getting it a big one what? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Is
1: it like that? Th- yeah. So I think I think sometimes it can get took the wrong way. Yeah. So and uh, but no, like we we do have some some talented players. It's just they need the penny to drop. Hmm. And if the penny drops, they'll be okay. They'll go and have an, an all right career. So,
0: it's similar to the championship in the way that it, how tough and competitive it is, isn't it? It's a tough league to get out of.
1: Oh, yeah. Be, uh, it's because one goes up automatically, isn't it?
0: Yeah. And then you've got, funny, then you, play, you've got
1: funny playoffs as well. Yes. So, I think it's second, third, uh, go into like a semi-final. And then fourth, fifth, sixth and seventh, play between each other. So, then whoever say seventh win they'll play second oh, yeah. so it's uh it's it's a bit of a bigger format than than the football league but still it's it's quite entertaining it gives more teams that chance to go up doesn't it how far off are you the the playoffs uh I think we're somewhat like six points we've got two games in hand so uh to be honest with you i think if if we sat there now and if if we had another 10 to 12 points on the board, Hmm. you'd sit there and think we've we've deserved that because in games, games that we've drew and lost, we've created enough chances to win games. Like, most games that we come off, we're saying the same things. We need to take our chances, which is obviously the difference in winning and losing and obviously drawing and stuff like that. So, it's a, once we take our chances, I think we'll bit more belief I think that's what we're lacking a little bit at the moment we're lacking a little bit of belief because things just aren't going our way we're playing some nice football uh, but we're just not putting the ball in the net
0: Six points off the playoffs or, or however it is and two games in hand, and the manager gets sacked it seems from the outside also, I don't follow National League football but it seems slightly harsh I don't know if you probably won't be able to comment no, listen, it, listen, it, seems, I, it seems really it seems like quite harsh obviously I know it's a bad result the other night but everyone has a bad day at the office don't they
1: yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, listen, totally agree. If, we, if we're going to be honest, it, it probably is a little bit harsh, but uh, the powers that be, obviously, thought that a change was needed. And at the end of the day, they pay everyone's wages and and stuff like that. So, uh, that's why they're in control of the club to make decisions like that. So, yeah, listen, this is this is football though, isn't it? Things change. I think uh, th- this one has been... been a bit like the Nigel Clough one. It's been quite emotional and and quite raw with the lads because at Derby, the lads liked Nigel, got on well with him. And to see him get the sack when at that point we, we was never expecting him to get the sack. Okay, in the end, did it work out for the better? You look back and we got to the playoff final. So some people will say yes, some people will say no. Mm-hmm. But we still failed. We didn't get promoted. So... Yeah. Uh, and then so we've, we've Solly Moores now lads and uh his assistant Richard Beale uh the lads got on really well with Jimmy shannon and richard Beale, so it was uh yeah that, so that's that's probably a little bit raw as well and a, a bit a bit emotion a bit emotional for for the lads, and I think it's it's one of them you just get the next game out of the way, and then we've got a week to get our heads round everything mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but it's uh yeah, it, it just reminds me of of when Nigel got the sack, so it, it's like I say it's football for you. and um, um, us as players, we have to try and move on as quick as possible, whether we agree with it or we don't agree with it. Is it difficult though when the
0: the management team that bring you in, obviously when they speak to you, they say this is what we're gonna try and do, they sell it to you, you go in and then they depart, you don't is it that's gotta be difficult as a player. Someone else is gonna come in now and might think I don't fancy Jamie Ward or it's got to be difficult and do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it, it certainly is difficult because I think the style of football that we was actually playing wasn't bad. Mm. So, so that's the thing. Uh, sorry, the style of football was great that, that the manager wanted to play. <coughs> it was just to win games, we just didn't execute it for long enough during games and we didn't take our chances. And then when we didn't take our chances, we'd we'd concede silly goals, which we shouldn't concede. As a group of individuals, we should should do better at our individual job to to stop conceding the goals. So it wasn't though anyone's opened us up with a great bit of play. It's just all from individual mistakes. So everything could have been uh, avoided. But unfortunately it just didn't work out like that. Do
0: you sometimes feel a bit guilty or bad that, like, if a manager gets sacked and you're a player, like, you feel like we've got him the sack kind of thing, well, especially yeah. if it's a gaffer you like?
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, it wasn't a case of we wasn't playing for him because till the last minute on Tuesday night, we was down to 10 men, obviously, for 60 minutes or so, uh, 70 minutes or so, and the lads give give everything. So, Yeah, I think you always get that sense where, oh, shit, he's lost his job. Like, let's not forget, we all have bills to pay. Most of us have kids to look after. Mm. We all have wives. So the family, the most important thing is, can you still provide for your family? Luckily enough, they will be okay because they'll probably get, obviously, their contracts paid up and stuff like that. So... uh, but no, it'd be great. For instance, to see them them two back in in work as soon as possible because they are good footballing men.
0: Buko spoke about when we had one recently about when Nigel got I think it, when Nigel got sacked in his team and he took it bad and he was quite honest about. Yeah, he went on. He went on to the pitch against Ipswich and he said, "I, I actually said I, I didn't give a toss that night. It's the only time I have ever walked out of there, and I just didn't want to be there. I didn't give a." Was you in the same camp of? It, it can't. Did it hurt you?
1: Uh, I, of course it hurt me because, uh, like I said it's the man that brought me to the club and yeah. I played some good football under Nigel I had, had some good times uh, of, co- of course it hurts you I think I think that first 45 minutes of that game shows you I think the, the lads were just like eyes glazed over and it was like what are we doing mm. like oh they've scored again they've scored again they've scored again oh we've got one back They've scored again. So it was like, yeah, okay. Oh, well. We'll get let off with this one. And you know what? At, at, at half-time, I'd, uh, McLaren obviously come in and he made changes. And I think, to be fair, he, it was probably... Because obviously, Darren, Wassel and Pat Lyons mm-hmm. took over, didn't they, f- for that, that game. And we probably let ourselves down as a group of players for them so uh that wasn't it wasn't great when you look back at it like that because they deserved so much more it was it wasn't it wasn't their fault we was in a situation we was in it effectively Well, I, I wouldn't say it was the players fault because you look back he didn't deserve to get the sack at the time mm-hmm. Nig- nigel didn't deserve to get the sack at the time so but at half time uh Simo coming and tried to give the lads a bit of a rollicking, and like Steve McLaren, he just turned around and Simo just just relax, like let me sort it. I think he brought Mason Bennett on, uh, mm-hmm. injected a bit of pace into us, and then I think I think we got a goal early enough, and I think it just gave us that belief to think, oh yes, come on then, mm-hmm. now now we we can start to go. Then the second one and then we got back to 4-4 and i think that that reaction there kick started that season mm. i think that's what helped us believe that we could come back from deficits like that even though we'd very rarely go 2-3 4-1 down whatever uh, we just knew we had it in us that okay now now we can come back from from results like that do you think mccloyn and simo
0: Won won you over? The, well, the the squad, the team, over that night because that could have gone wrong. Like Simo bowling at four one down at half time, rollicking people. That could have gone yeah, to yeah. be five, six, seven, and then the season can go completely wrong, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, no, I, that night they they didn't win us over. I, I don't really? know. I really don't know how we got back in that game. In all honesty, but that night they they didn't win us over because it was like a couple of days later when we was back in, it was like fucking dickhead really yeah so who's he think he is and stuff like that it shouldn't be like that but that was because we all like our support for nigel yeah and things like that but obviously things started going we started to get to the top of the roller coaster didn't we and uh things got going and we we never looked back did we yeah when we had we had george zone on a few weeks back and he
0: spoke about when um Darren and uh, Pat Lyons took over for like, did give him the rest of the season um, yeah. as caretaker, and he said, as a as a player, sometimes it's hard. You don't do it subliminally because you like them and they're doing a good job, but as a player, it's hard to not respect, not disrespect them, but to take it serious that they're doing it. Do you know what I mean? To, like to respond to them a little bit. Do you know, like, does it make sense?
1: Yeah, no, I get that, but uh, so i listened to that uh, George's one and. Like I think that one there is is totally different because Darren was given the job till the end of the season. Oh god, okay. so it yeah. was it wasn't a case of. In our case, it was it got the job for one game mm. because obviously McLaren and Simo and Steely was all all already in the building. Uh, they'd just come in that day, I think. So, I think when George was there, Darren got the caretaker job till the end of the season. And okay, I. Yeah, I get the point that he's the academy director, all that nonsense. But at the end of the day, he had a career in the game. He had a decent enough career in the game.
0: Yeah, he did. uh.
1: So it's not someone, it's not as if you're going out onto the street in Oakwood and saying, Do you want to be our gaffer till the end of the season? So he knows the player when he sees one. You look at the talent that he's brought through his academy, the talent that's got into the first team or been sold on. so he's is, is no mug definitely no mm-hmm. mug and the same with Pat that they know how to develop players and they know a player when they see one so I think I think for that to happen I just think there was too many big egos in, in that squad at that time this, this was after my time and I just think there was too many big egos that would be like who's this guy mm-hmm. so which it does happen in football but it shouldn't, but I, I just think it's natural. I think George ruffled a few feathers with that one. To be honest, from the, some of the messages I've had, I, I
0: had to go into hiding for a few weeks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> in what way? What? How, how did he ruffle them?
0: Uh, just, I think calling Frank Lampard a bell end, um, saying he had no respect for Mel Morris. I think there was a few. Yeah. I was half expecting to wake up with a horse's head in my bed or something. Do <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> no. To, to be fair, listen, we all have different uh, relationships with different people, don't we? So. Yeah. George won't have a bad word said about Steve McLaren because Steve McLaren played him and signed him. Yeah. So then on the other side, Frank Lampard didn't play him. So it's 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 natural. I I'm exactly the same. Mm. So for instance, let's go let's get to Forrest. Uh didn't mind Dougie Friedman, played me. His style of football wasn't amazing, but still played under him. French guy, Philippe Montagnier, come in, wouldn't play me. I'd just come off the back of a a decent enough Euros uh, in his home country, so I'd like to think he knows he's Mm. getting that job he's watching. There was only two of us at the Euros from his club, myself and David Vaughan. And I'd like to think he'd have watched it and kept tabs and seen what kind of player he was getting. I think I've told you before, didn't even know who I was when I walked back in the building. (laughs) That's crazy, isn't it? And, and I knew right then, like there and then, I f- it was, it weren't going to be great. So, and by the end of that transfer window, I went to Burton on loan. So my experience there is, he's, he's a bit of a, mm. I, I didn't respect him mm. in, in it, looking back at it now I, because of what he'd done to me. When I was working there every single day, no problem, but going, it was like a case of oh, not bothered about you any, I'd do one. So, because I knew he wouldn't last long, because it was a, and I I even actually went to see him. I was like, this won't work in England. And his response was, if it doesn't, at least I get sacked doing it the way I want to do it, which is fair enough. So, it's a, yeah, so I, I wasn't a massive fan of him. And then I don't, I actually, and Mickey Adams, for instance, at Chef United treated me like a kid i was i was young don't get me wrong I, well i mm. say young i was what 23 24 maybe and he treated me like a proper muppet so uh i i would then like i don't have a good word to say about him because mm. all we done in training was run we're in a relegation battle we needed tactical help all we done was run like idiots No tactical stuff. No set pieces. No nothing like that. Not This is how we're going to try and get out of it. Nothing. Just run, run, run. Outrun them. You'll win. load of nonsense. So, yeah, don't have a good word to say about him.
0: It's funny, Joe, with all the footballers I speak to, um, a lot of, I'd say, a, a very, very high percentage of names that get mentioned like that when people don't, to see how try with them
1: and the the methods, and the, they're not in the game anymore. No, and well,
0: there's exactly. a reason for that.
1: I think, like, don't get me wrong, Mickey Adams has has had a decent enough managerial career yeah, course, as well. Yeah. Uh There's no doubt in that, and obviously, I don't want to uh, disrespect that. I think he, obviously, what he done at Leicester, he, he done an amazing job. So, uh but just my personal experience with him, obviously, clouds everything else that I see about him. So. Mm. It's like going back to George. Lampard was crap with him, but oh, he, I'll rephrase that. Lampard didn't fancy him. Yeah. He's being honest and open with him. And I think, as we do, we don't like it when people are open and honest with us. So, yeah. George is obviously an, a talented player and he, he's probably, after John Eustace, the best sitting midfielder I've played, played with. Well, we had some good ones actually at Derby. We had. Omar Mascarell,
0: incredible wasn't he
1: yeah. yeah he was a proper footballer uh Eusty and then obviously George mm. so it, it was a uh, it's just a shame George is not still in the game and he's got too much ability to be out of it and he's too young to be out of it I sense there's a lot of
0: frustration there with Georgia. I think if we'd have done that podcast maybe six, seven months down the line, I think it's all a bit fresh and raw. That he's the same age as me and not in the game, and I think there was a lot of frustration in it when I listened. by But I
1: thought anyway, but that's football in it, like we spoke about all the way through the last hour. Yeah, it's hard to deal with. Mm. That's the thing. Like we've all just experienced. Well, the first lockdown, we've we've all experienced totally stopping everything. Mm. Everyone in in England stop everything, stop what you're doing. So. But for George to get the thing that he loves taken away not taken away from him but him not love it anymore at such a young age is a uh, is it's not great is it it's it's not very it's not nice it's it's an emotional roller coaster its and that's the thing that people don't see people just look at it and think you're all right you're earning a fortune <laughs> they look at it like that rather than. Like this, kid's had injury problem after injury problem. How mentally messed up is he going to be? Because it is hard. Mm. I luckily enough, such wood and all that. Uh, I've only ever suffered with muscle injuries, mm. but for him to have ACLs that have kept him out for seven to nine months at a time, it, it must it must be ridiculously hard to deal with. And a leg like break in between. Well, exactly. Yeah. So you look at all them obstacles that that have mm. stopped him as well. So. Yeah, it's a shame.
0: I spoke to Nigel Adkins earlier for a different podcast. I do a podcast with Tim Lovejoy. Um,
1: yeah.
0: And I spoke tonight, and and we-, we was on about how he, he helps, because he's not got a club at the minute, he helps footballers before they, so to like plan for life after football because he said, I've had players play for me. Fair play nowadays. They're earning a decent wedge. So probably at 35, they can retire and do nothing for the rest of their lives. But they haven't got like a purpose and they've not got a plan in place. So you can sit and he's I think he's on about Premier League when you're earning mega, mega yeah. money. But so he was like on about helping people like still stay in the game because you don't necessarily need to still have a job in the game. Are you, are you starting to plan for what happens when the day comes when you, your body gives up on you or you,
1: you finish Yeah, football? so uh, some people have said my body's already given up on me, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah last, last year that was. Uh, Who's that? I can't, I'm not going to name names. Uh, You're not bitter then? <laughs> no, nah, <laughs> not one little bit. Uh, but yeah, I, we, me, and Ben Osborne and a few others when we was at Forest, we mm-hmm. started our UE for B coaching badges. So unfortunately, you, you get two years to complete it. First year, obviously, you just relax a little bit, don't you? Think mm-hmm. I've got two years, then the pandemic it. So we've had a year now. Oh, hopefully, they'll they'll extend it, and there'll be a mm-hmm. bit of a period where okay, we understand you can't complete it because of this, this, this. So. Yeah, with a bit of luck, get that completed as soon as we're allowed to carry on and uh, take some coaching sessions. So I I would love to stay in the game. Football's the only thing I know, so and I think I'd miss the day to day thing. Like my life is football and going into football and having a laugh and uh winding people up and, and stuff like that. So if if that got took away from me, I don't I don't know where I would where I'd be. Coach or manager? Do you want to be a manager? Uh, nah, too much. Too, too much pressure, isn't there, on a manager? You know what? No, I, I would, I would give it a go. I, I think we we've, the managers that I've worked under and stuff like that. I, I've learned a lot from, from them, and I think it'd be daft not to give it a go if the opportunity ever come forward. But it, uh, it's getting the opportunity. I think you look at it, young, young managers aren't getting a chance so Bucco will be like a freak story hmm. like he's, he's done ever so well to to manage a team at his age so, and how many more are you looking at like that there's not many Russell Martin at MK Dons who's gone straight in from I think yeah. he may have been player coach for instance and then mm-hmm. have bumped him up as manager so uh I think the ideal thing would be like a player-coach role. Player-coach. Yeah. Uh, uh, learn along the way as well. Because different leagues all want different things. So, if I could do that, I, I would happily do, do that. And then, at the end, of it, see where the bigger picture takes us.
0: Have you not been tempted to throw your hat in the ring at Sully Hall?
1: Uh, I, listen, if if the opportunity was there, then I I, I would. But I think... The way that the club is, it's it's a club that, that's trying to go forward. They're not mm-hmm. they don't want to sit in this league. So I think it'd be daft for them to go with, for instance, a player like myself, uh inexperienced in that side of it. So they they'll go for someone at the end of the season with experience in that league, this is my opinion, with experience in that league and mm. someone that may have been up to league two before someone that knows how to get out of that league. Yeah.
0: Last question. Uh, Derby or Forest? It's Derby, isn't it? I
1: <laughs> swear where I had my best times, didn't I? So, uh, yeah, I I genuinely couldn't say anything bad about, about the club. So, uh, yeah, To be fair, listen, I think you, you look, I've been fortunate enough to play for both clubs. I think uh, take away being a fan and stuff like that You look at both clubs; they've both got massive potential. Yeah, and I think like to have that rivalry just up the road as well. I think it's it's great for everyone involved. Uh, Like two massive championship clubs that should be Premier League clubs has all the foundations at both both sides to be Premier League clubs, and obviously both have owners that have invested mega amounts of money in players, infrastructure, all things like that. So. Uh, it's it's not a case of both clubs have tried. They will keep trying as well. That's that's the thing. So I think Mal probably gets a bit of stick. I think it's it's uncalled for to be honest with you, because you look back and the amount of money that he's put in, probably a, an awful lot of it out of his own pocket. It's cost him a lot of money to to have the club, and I think sometimes we need to sit back and realise how lucky we have been to to have Mal. And to realise how much he wants the club to get to the Premier League, and obviously he, want, he backs his managers. Mm. Yeah, so I think you, you just look at it as a whole. To be fair, Mal, uh, Stephen, PS, they're all trying to do the right thing for the club. I know, obviously, not long ago that people were worried about going into admin and stuff like that, but in a million years, I don't think Mal would ever let that happen. So yeah. I d- I don't think that the powers that be would never let that happen because they know one it sets them back massively for next next season if it's a case of next season starting on minus points and or if it's immediate it kills them and it sticks them in the relegation zone. So no, I certainly think obviously going forward they're, they're in great hands and if it does change over to the shakes sheiks or or whoever takes over. I think I think that that club's got the right infrastructure to be to be great going forward.
0: Amazing! Once again, Ward, it's been an absolute pleasure. I've loved it. It's been a it's been a good laugh, and we've had some serious football chats, was well, not it? This time, so it's a good yeah. listen, isn't it? <laughs> it was really serious this one, were not it? So yeah, we got we got deep deep into football. I loved it. Do you know, uh, since you've been on, I didn't I didn't hassle you for it because it was Lee. We had Lee Cosley on, and uh, he came up with this idea that we did Pastor the mic. Uh, okay. So like uh, you if there's someone you think would be good to come on and have, have the crap with us, someone derby related, hopefully, that you think that's not been on?
1: Yeah, uh who are we thinking? Bradley Johnson been on? No. I can try him. Really? I can drop him a message and just see if he fancies it. I, I don't see why he wouldn't. He's uh I have no doubt he'd be quite good like that. And pretty sure he'll have some some good stories for you as well, because he'd have been at Derby when Obviously, everyone was there. Mega Money was around the club and stuff like that. So, who knows? He might have some unbelievable stories. You you can pass the baton on because it's like the next generation after yours, isn't it? So, we yeah. can follow the story on. We're going forward, aren't we? That's the thing. <laughs> Keep looking backwards. We need to go that
0: way. Keep going forward. Yeah, yeah, Bradley, I think Bradley knows who I am. So, if you drop my name in, I think, uh, I think
1: you'll be yeah. up for it. Fingers crossed. No problem. I'll uh, I'll drop him a message. Absolute pleasure, you mate. It's been brilliant. No problem. Thank you for having me on and... uh I hope it goes uh, the, the fans like it and whoever listens to it likes it no, probably nice. won't be no Forest fans listening to it will there
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any, anybody will be listening to it now I think we bored him about 20 minutes uh, ago by talking about VAR <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, that's
1: alright that's, that's their fault then isn't it? Sound mate. mate cheers mate cheers <laughs>